Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 60 Cents Podcast. I'm your host Lucas with Jonathan, and Jonathan's Eagles just barely beat my team today, so I'm a little salty about that, but we're both salty about something going on with the Sixers, or rather what didn't happen with the Sixers today, right Jonathan? Yeah, man, right before the game kicked off, can't even enjoy a good Eagles Sunday with beautiful weather. Drew Holiday was traded to the Boston Celtics. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we'll go through the trade. It's Drew Holiday's going to Boston and coming back to Portland are Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, 2024 first-round pick that Boston has from Golden State, and the 2029 first-round pick from the Celtics. So what was your initial reaction? So my initial reaction was, dang, but, I, you know, the thing is, we talked about it last podcast, the Sixers did not have the ammunition to make a outbid these other teams in a trade. And look, Malcolm Brogdon, six-man player of the year, two seasons removed from averaging 22-10. and 10. Robert Williams, one of the sneakier, better defenders in the NBA. You get two first-round picks on top of that. One coming from the Golden State Warriors, which ironically is connected to another former Sixer. Do you know which former Sixer it's connected to? Tell me. Andre Iguodala, salary dump, back after the KD era ended in Golden State. Really? He got, That's he got, he, got, he got traded to Memphis. Memphis traded that pick as a part of the Marcus Smart trade. Interesting. Interesting little nugget for you there. Um, so, yeah. No, look, when it comes to this trade, and, you know, we'll talk about it in a minute, but it just puts in the real the real reality of this season for me, which isn't good. But I'll yeah. save that until after we do our grades here. Yeah, who, what would you give grades-wise Celtics and Blazers for this deal? Celtics, you only had to give up two picks and two role players for – Two guys who were projected to probably come off the bench for Drew Holiday, who's, you know, borderline all-star. 
going to be able to replace what bring all the positives that, you know, Marcus Smart brought without any of the negatives. They get an A. Look, they get an A for this trade. They only gave up one of their own picks. That means they still have more picks to trade in the future if they want to. They do, uh, you know, and they they intend to bring back Holiday long term from what I saw on Twitter. But the thing is, this is really the only part of the the reason why this isn't an A plus is because this really handicaps their depth. I, I saw a, a stat afterwards. Um, they only have ten guaranteed roster spots right right now, and fifteen non guaranteed. They also signed after this trade. They uh, they also signed Wendell Gabriel, who played on the Lakers last year, as their third oh, string yeah. center. G- Gabriel's a solid. You know what? If he's your third stringer, that's a good pickup there. Uh, not, he's a training camp contract, so it's not even guaranteed from my understanding, but I could be wrong about that. So, point being here is that um, I, I'm i looking at this. The, I mean, the if the Celtics can stay healthy, this is the perfect move. But how often do they stay healthy? Especially with now even less certainty at certain positions. So... That's why it's an A, not an A+. Blazers, we have... Remember last podcast I said that I had to give them an incomplete on the Damian Lillard trade? Now I have to give them a complete grade. So, they flipped Damian Lillard. Let's let's go back and look at this. They flipped Damian Lillard into DeAndre Aiden, Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon. Is that all the players? I think that's all the players, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's all the players, and then they got... Oh, wait, and didn't they get Camp, Camp, Tamani Camera? Oh, yeah, 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 the rookie, yeah, okay, yeah. They got a few, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, and then they got two pick swaps, 2028 and 2030. They got two first-round picks in 2029, and a, I think it's a protected uh, first-round pick in 2024, which probably won't, the protection probably won't matter because, you know, the uh, the Warriors are still good. So, with that in mind, for the the Drew Holiday grade itself, you probably get a solid B plus from me. I mean, they're rebuilding. They didn't. They got some rebuilding assets, but Robert Williams and Malcolm Brogdon both could be on contending team, uh, key contributors on contending teams. Despite Robert Williams being so young, and he's probably going to have to play backup at this point for Aiden, which is great for both of for Robert Williams, because health wise, he probably can't handle being a full time starter. And then Malcolm Brogdon could be flipped, which I'll talk about later a little bit more because I have some ideas there. But I I got to get so for the Drew Holiday trade up by the by itself, I give them a B for the overarching Damian Lillard trade. I said a B last time. I'll give them a A minus. Okay. Yeah. So for the Celtics on my part, I think I'm giving the Celtics an A, just like you said. They like the Bucks were the team to beat when they got Dame. They're saying we're going for it all, and every team was kind of a step below. And here come the Celtics saying we're going to take the best perimeter defender and try and neutralize Dame. And it kind of it seems like it's a two team race. That's that was my initial reaction. Kind of de- like depressing to think about that, but like. Honestly, they're, those two teams, they made some good offseason moves, and we didn't. Um, so right now, I'd, I'd go Celtics A. Blazers, I think, similar to what you're saying, like you got to look at it as a whole. 
I think for the haul that they ended up getting back, I think it's better than what they could have got with Miami. And I think they made the right moves here to kind of do it in two pieces. And um, I think overall with the Dame trade, I'd give them an A minus. But separately, as you're saying, just this Drew Holiday deal, uh, maybe maybe a B plus. That's where I'm sitting. But okay. I just I kind of teased it a little. Well, how do you think this impacts the power dynamic in the East? Look, and I'll talk more about this later, but it easily puts Boston and Milwaukee on their own tier. It, it puts them on, like, you know, it, there was already, they were kind of already on their own tier before these trades, but now the gap between the tiers have just, like, there's a there's a tier between the, the first tier and then now the third tier. There's nobody in that second tier now. I, I think, look, Drew Holiday's, they got the one guy that Boston got the one guy that can probably defend Damien as good as anybody. And he's a two way star, regardless if he's an all star or not. He's a two way star still in his prime. And he's, you know, he can play off the ball. He can run an offense. I was concerned about their playmaking before the season, after the Marcus Smart trade. Now I'm not. I look, this this just puts them on a, their own tier, and I'll talk about wh- how this impacts the Sixers later. But I think this this puts them like so far ahead of everybody else in the East, them and the and the Bucks. Yeah, man, I'm with you on that. I, like as I was given a little bit of a tease, but it is it's a two team race in the East. Um, West is a lot deeper, but for the East right now, this seems like these two teams are just trying to build playoff rosters and they're probably gonna at least right now yeah as we said who knows about health but for the moment they're on a collision course for the conference finals which would be crazy to see but don't want to think about that you're trying to hope out that somehow the Sixers might do something um but speaking of just to tie this last section out Joel Embiid had I guess maybe an interesting reaction he tweeted this offseason was fun LMAO uh, after the yeah about less than after the Drew Holiday yeah so, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe he's implying the fact that, like, yeah, we the Sixers, we have James Harden asking out lots of drama and then we don't really make any moves uh, So besides Danny Green. So, like, how, I, I don't know how you want to take it, but kind of what do you think about this? Maury liked the tweet. Yeah, I saw that Maury liked the tweet. Look, Joel's gone. I there is no way he could be happy about this. And I I look, dude, I get it. I get it. If you want to ask out at this point, I can't even blame you. I can't. I hate thinking about that. It, but I, and I do too. But let's let's be real. And I think I'm a little bit more cynical than you today because of what happened to my team, but my football team. But let's let we have to go down that road eventually. Here, it might not be right away, but I think when you look at this, the Sixers don't have any more assets. Unless they give up I mean, mortgage their future with Maxi, but even yeah, then, how what, what is assets? Yeah, because Harden's not going to get you anything, and we'll talk more about that later. I, I don't think he will, but look, I can't blame Joel, and I think this is just him being frustrated. He might try to walk this back, whatever. He, th- that's fine, but he knows exactly what he's doing here. It came out less than thirty minutes after the trade, and he's gone. I, I it might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, it might not be a month from now, it might be a year from now, but 
eventually he's going to be gone because um, yeah i mean you seem pretty adamant about it like i was going to say yeah maybe you're just seeing the writing on the wall my like hope probably bias i guess we could say as a sixers fan is yeah honestly all likelihood he's probably out he's probably gonna my like what i genuinely think is if we underperform aka don't make it to a conference finals which after this looks extremely unlikely that yeah he would ask out but who knows with health and everything but that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing one year in the future. And yeah, you're, I, it seems like what you're saying. It could be a year, but this is kind of like the writing on the wall. You're right. We don't have any tradable assets. The only attractive thing is the fact that we have two max slots next summer. But I've said on previous podcasts, I don't think he cares about that because we haven't proven that we can bring quality players here. So quality free agents. So I, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know either, man. We'll We'll definitely see here. But let's we're going to talk more about the Sixers now. So let's talk about this. And I kind of hinted to this already, but let me ask you this, Jonathan. How much does the holiday going to Boston hurt the Sixers' chances of contending in the East? Do they do they still have a window open at this point, or is it closed? No, nah, I think it's closed. I mean, you always have that outlier of, like, what's going to happen with the Harden thing, which obviously we'll touch on in a second. But uh, I, I still just don't think it's enough. When – Dame was traded to Milwaukee. It seemed like Milwaukee's in a class of their own, and Boston's probably a little above the Sixers, but you never know, and still a chance to get to the conference finals. Drew was the piece. Like, if we wanted to have a real shot at the conference finals, like a genuine chance to win the conference final, make it to the conference finals, Drew was that missing piece. He was perfect. Great to pair alongside Maxi, as you were saying last podcast, and just perimeter defense that we haven't really had since, like, Simmons and Thibault, and uh, it's just it really hurts that he went to a contender. It's not like, oh, he went to the Heat, who, who also, would, that would have put them up there, but like, or Chicago or anywhere else where we're talking about, or out West, where it says, okay, Boston's probably still better than us, but who knows? Like, who knows when the playoffs come around? Who knows what we're going to get for Harden? But this big piece that became available, Drew Holiday, in the past week, going to a contender that was likely already slightly better than us, I think it just kills our chances. What about you? I look, the window's closed with this iteration of the team. Like you said, there's a chance that free agency next summer might open up something with two max slots. But in all reality, do you really see Kawhi Leonard or, you know, Paul George leaving L.A.? Probably not. DeMar DeRozan, does he really move the needle all that much for max slot? And would you want to give it to a guy that's like 34, 35? No. So who else is available? Because those are the big name yeah. free agents that I can think of. I mean, besides James Harden, but we don't, I'll be honest, I kind of don't want him back. So, yeah, yeah, the window's closed. Yep, so, unfortunately, man. Unfortunately. So, now that Drew's off the market, teams that were looking for Holiday and Dane. Will anybody want James Harden before this season starts? Will or will do you think those teams that wanted Dame and Drew will like that didn't get either one will wait and see what happens? I mean, honestly, I still think the Clippers really want Harden. I don't know exactly like they they seem I don't know what the sticking point. I think it was Terrence Mann or something. Like I don't know if the closer we get to the season, if they'll actually be more interested in giving him up. But it seems like the Clippers still have genuine interest. So. They lost out on on these sweepstakes for some point guards, and uh, they might – I think they're the one that has the interest. I I think another team that people are, like, hinting at are the Heat, 
And I don't think they they want this because they kind of I don't know that Harden fits into this culture. Like, I don't think he's what like I, I don't know that he's just kind of like joined the group. Like everyone plays for the betterment of the whole. Uh, like the sum is greater than the parts. That doesn't seem to be his game. So I don't I think they might bow out and this might just like kind of. Yeah, he's the next piece to fall. Right. Because we were talking about Drew. But like, I still don't think this really makes him all that more interesting. I still think that. Daryl Morey's going to want a ridiculously high asking price. So I don't know. I don't know if he's less likely or more likely to get traded. But, um, I mean, he he is probably the next person that people want. I think Clippers are just the most likely option. So I think there I, – I, I don't think he's going to get traded before the start of the season unless, like, he makes things so untenable at media day, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But I think – James uh, teams are willing to take on James Harden, but like, and they're not going to ask for like picks back, but they're not going to give up their best stuff for him either. Does that make sense? So there's that. And I will ask you this. You think he will have to play in order to get traded? I think it makes him a lot more, tradable and interested in be trading i don't think he has to play to get traded i mean we saw with ben simmons again totally different situation i completely understand that but like at the end of the day i think people have an idea of what he is but that's why i think he needs to play to make himself more enticing to get a better offer that daryl morey wants right now sitting out is going to make daryl morey not get the offers he wants and it's just going to make this drag on for longer so does he have to play to get traded i don't think so but I think it really increases the likelihood, and I think you should strongly consider it. I, I think so too. Look, I let we say that you know the the Sixers' window is closed. That doesn't mean that they can't be the third best team in the conference, which is not a bad thing. It's just not what the ultimate goal is here. And James, especially Harden with playing, Embiid, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, anything could happen in the playoffs. But I just want to say that I I think it's going to be difficult. Also, just want to say this. As a t- if, if, this is a big if, if the Lakers start out slow, you could bundle D'Angelo Russell and Rui Hachimura after their trade restrictions get re, re- uh, lifted, right? And that pretty yeah. much, that gets, you might have to throw in one more contract. Uh, looks like uh, their rookie, Jalen Hood. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name, but... Their rookie point guard, if you tally those three in for James Harden, I mean, they could do it. And honestly, at that point, you might have to do it. That's where we're at with James Harden, which is sad that we're talking about, you know, bringing in D'Angelo Russell. I I don't. Yeah, I don't. doesn't move the needle for me. So it, uh, it doesn't. Yep. But You're I, right. I will say sad. this. Uh, I, I will say this. Let's go ahead and go to media day. And I think media Sixers media day is going to be one of the most interesting ones. Yeah, we we were predicting that a while ago. And I said if Dame had to show up in Portland, that could maybe rival it. But that's not going to be the case anymore. So definitely the most interesting. Uh, first off, do you think James Harden's even going to show up to media day? And if he <sighs> does, will he have any more comments about Daryl Morey? I hope he does. And I look at this point, this is this feels like a lost season to me. 
So I'm kind of like, let the chaos happen here. Let's let's see how crazy this gets, right? Because it feels like a lost season. Tell me if I'm wrong. No, it does. It, it, you're, the thing that you said that I hadn't really like been trying to give myself hope because immediately I was just like, this is over, was the fact of health. Which you're right. Who knows? Giannis wasn't healthy in the first round of the playoffs. They lost to the Bucks. Chris but yes, Middleton might does, not be healthy. Yeah, it does feel like a lost season if you're just looking at it objectively. You're right. So if we're looking at this objectively, media day is usually a time of fun. But if this is a lost season, wouldn't you want drama instead? I don't know. The NBA is the know, biggest. Man. The, 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 the NBA is the biggest soap opera in in all of major sports. And wouldn't it be something if James Harden walked in, went up in front of the media and said, Daryl Morey's a liar, and then just walked off? <laughs> you you have to think that going into Sixers media day, someone would be like, uh, if he's like, they'd have an idea and they'd be like, he shouldn't do this. He also shouldn't do it because it's not in the best interest of him. He doesn't care about the if he was doing the best interest of him, he wouldn't have asked for the trade. And he wouldn't have uh, he probably sh- w- wouldn't have um, opted in because who know. knows I what the Sixers were going to offer. I don't think they would have offered the max like he was hoping for. But could he gotten a long term contract close to the money that he's making this year? Probably. I, I don't think that's out of the question. Now, yeah. would it have been an overpay? Probably. But. Better than just getting one. Four years is better than one uh, for him. Four years is better than one year. So we'll see. And you know, right. it was really interesting. I, uh, I just want to yeah, say this: I was listening to KG and Matt Barnes and Ball Pierce talk recently on a little YouTube snippet, and they were talking. They were saying that James Harden has to be careful because the NBA does not need him anymore, and he could be out very quickly. So I, I think how I, I, I think that's so a I really think, good point. So I will say this: I think how he handles media day will impact his long term future, not only with the Sixers but in the NBA. Dude, I agree. I don't think the, the NBA doesn't need anyone, and that's hard to like. That's not being harsh, but it's just like a fact. The NBA is here before LeBron, before MJ. Like the NJ, like the NBA will continue no matter what. Mm-hmm. So. And he is at that time where, yeah, I just I, – I don't expect him personally show up to media day. I see what you're saying. Drama would be great. If he does show up, I do not think he's going to double down on calling him a I don't liar. think they'll and let him does, talk. I don't, I don't man, think they'll let him talk, but it would be funny if, if they did. Dude, that would be insane. So, like, basically, I, I just think he's not showing up. That makes sense in, like, for all intents and purposes, it makes more sense for him to not. But Embiid will show up. So what do you expect from him? That's the real question. And I think that's really, I mean, like we said, this tweet pretty much says he's out. But I want to see what type of, I think his attitude coming into media day will dictate whether that happens this year or in the future. Yeah, I think he can quell a lot of like doubt or confusion, sadness. I don't know what you want to call it, but he can definitely like, play a huge part in in making Sixers fans feel better if he not that he needs to reaffirm his commitment to Philly but that would be great I mean I expect him to be positive because I think that he knows that he's kind of got to do that because of like 
him being the leader of the team and no one really knows the direction. So that's what I'm hoping he comes with just a little more like energy positivity. Look, uh, yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll definitely see on that. Is there anything else we wanted to talk about media day before we move on? No, I mean, there's nothing I think too exciting. Uh, I, I don't, I think it's all, all the drama is going to be around hard and there's not too many other players. Well, 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 let, let me ask you, what else are you hoping to hear? And anybody in particular you're hoping to hear from during media day? Uh, maybe Maury, Nick Nurse, Tyrese. Yeah, I mean, I think I've heard enough from Maury where I told you uh, before, like I believe him with a lot of the things he says. So I don't really need to hear him double or triple down on how he thinks the future is so bright and maxi and the two max slots. Like he's going to say the same things. I'm interested to hear from Nick Nurse though. Uh, just public forum opening this like beginning of the season. I'd love to hear what he has to say. How about you? I would like to hear more about ro- potential rotations. I would like to hear about new roles. What's going to happen with Danny Green? Forgot that he was on the roster, didn't you? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been crazy, right? Kelly Oubre, that type of stuff. I, I'm interested to see. Very Kelly Oubre is a good one. Kelly Oubre is a good one. I, I'd be interested to hear what he has to say. I mean, he clearly took a lot less than what people kind of expected him to. So I don't know. Just and how do he, maybe how he settled on Philly if it like if it was the only spot or something like that. He could be an interesting listen. Yeah, for sure. Let's go ahead and go to an article that I wrote recently. So a couple years ago, Jonathan, I think this was before or right when you came on to the Sixer Sense. I wrote an article about former uh, Sixers or alumni still in the NBA, and I decided to go back to my roots and do that again this preseason or offseason. So how many alumni do you think are currently uh, Sixers alumni are currently in the NBA? So we're saying anyone who played for the Sixers at one time? Yeah, they have to have played at least one actual game. We're not talking about players that they traded for but never or drafted and never actually played. So played for and are still? Like played at one point and are on an active and are, and are are on a roster right now. Yes. Well, it is interesting because we went through all the crazy players that were on during the process. So there could be tons, but I don't think a lot of them were NBA caliber. So I'm going to land on 35. You are very close. 32. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers 
just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Okay, look at that. So I broke these I, up into. So, uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I I didn't read this. No, I have. I, this is new. I'm ready. I want yeah. to take it in as new. All right. So I broke them up into tiers. First tier is like two way contracts, exhibit tens, end of the bench players. So I'm just going to say their name. You're going to tell me what you think happens to them this year, and I, I'll right. tell you the team that they're currently on. Matt McClung on an exhibit ten for Orlando. He might honestly get pulled up for a 10-day or two uh, okay. just because they're young. Yeah, I think it's possible. Uh, he When the when he signed the Exhibit 10 with Orlando, the G League uh, Blue Coats traded his rights to Orlando, too, to the Orlando G League team. So no, no chance of that. Braxton Key. Do you remember Braxton Key? Honestly, I don't. I, I can't even lie. He was on a two-way contract uh, about two years ago. Uh, no, not a two-way, a 10-day deal two years ago. Strong defensive player. Uh, he's on a two-way contract now for the reigning champions, Denver Nuggets. So probably not seeing any time. <laughs> Next one, <laughs> two-way contract from last year. Saban Lee re-signed a two-way contract with the Phoenix Suns this past offseason. I would say they... They, I was worried about their bench, but I mean, they're it's uh it's filled out, so I, I don't ex- I expect him probably to just stay in the G League. He's technically their only quote unquote point guard on their roster right now. So, oh yeah, know. well Devin Booker can bring the ball up. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. And uh, don't forget about process Javale McGee. He is currently Where's he right now. He got waived by the Mavericks, and he signed, and he's the third-string center on the uh, Sacramento Kings right now. Oh, I don't know. He's a good uh, – that could be a good practice player for Sabonis, get him, like, bang down low. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't expect too much out of him. And don't forget about old, reliable Thaddeus Young still on the Toronto Raptors. Dude, he's still in the league? Yes, 35. <laughs> That is crazy because he was killing it. I remember, like, did I see him play in, like, a playoff series, like, way back in the day against, like, the Pistons when the Pistons are really good? That's, like, when we're, like, teenagers. Uh, yeah. Wow, good for him. Uh, he's great. He's a great bet to have around. So you got to like that. I, I mean, I don't expect him to be a huge contributor, and who knows what the Raptors are going to be. Fair enough. We'll see. The Boston Celtics traded Mike Muscala as part of the Kristaps Porzingis trade, and now he's a veteran big man on a rebuilding Wiz team. So, what happens there? Can Mike Muscala still knock down shots? Yeah, he was pretty good last year uh, for OKC. He didn't really play too much for uh, Boston, but yeah. I'm pretty sure I picked the Wizards to be the worst team in the East, and honestly, we didn't go across conference, but they might be the worst team in the league. So Probably. He could see, t- see some time. The next one. Is your favorite Doc Rivers center, DeAndre Jordan, still on the Denver Nuggets? I mean, he didn't play at all last year, did he? Barely. Yeah, that's going to happen again. Okay. Uh, but, you know, he, who knows? Maybe he can get another chip. We'll see. And, of, of course, our favorite giant, Boban Marjanovic, re-signed with the Rockets this <laughs> summer 
I thought we could bring Bobon back, man. I would have liked to know. have Bobon. Little Bobby and Toby, they're doing the goldfish commercials. Would have been great to just have him come back. He's on State Farm too, being, you know, was in John Wick, all that fun stuff. That's great. All right. So that ends that section. The next one is players of uncertain roles. They could be they could be anywhere from a starter to the end of the bench guy, key role player. I honestly just wasn't sure where they would land on their respective teams' rotations. So, first one here. Rashawn Holmes got traded draft night from Sacramento to the Dallas Mavericks. Honestly, he should get some playing time. I mean, I think he's he's not doesn't have great shooting, but he's a big effort guy, good on the boards, and he's a little versatile, can, can defend uh, some stretch players kind of, so... I don't know. He brings the effort for a team that's not going to bring a lot of effort. So, yeah. I, I, I kind of see them as their starter because their only other options is Derek Lively, who's too raw as a, a rookie, and Dwight Powell, who I don't know how he's still in the uh, in the MP. Look, he, he's he's their longest tenured player, actually, I think, in Dallas. Really? Lively? Yeah, he's been there. For, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Powell. Oh, oh. Yeah, I think he got traded. He got traded from Boston, but it was like, I want to say like nine or 11 years ago. It's been a while for him. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So the next one is not Drew, but Justin Holiday. Is he with the Pacers? No, he signed with the Denver Nuggets this offseason to help replenish their depth. Okay. Um, hey, they could. I mean, they had they played a seven-man rotation, um, and Brown, Braun, Brown's still there, Christian Brown. So, I mean, he could maybe get a couple minutes in the regular season. I don't expect him to be a postseason contributor, but I think they're going to feel out their roster during the regular season. So he really struggled last season, especially with the Mavericks. I don't know if he's past his prime or not because he's he's not he he started his career in 2012 with the Sixers, so he's not young. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I we'll see. Dario Saric signed with the Golden State Warriors. I think that's a good addition. I think uh, so too. I I think he's he's a we were just talking about effort, man. He he brings the effort every single night and uh I mean he's not the biggest guy and it's not the most athletic, but he's a good guy to have in a bench rotation for sure, especially for a team that's like veteran looking to win a championship. He knows he knows the deal. He's going to show up and put in work. Yeah, I don't know. See, I, I like his fit on paper, but, you know, Steve Kerr doesn't always do the conventional thing. And he might go back to Jermichael Green or just use Draymond as a small ball center and not play Sarich at all. So, yeah, I, can see I like the idea of Sarich. We'll just have to see if Steve Kerr does. Now, yeah. for the guy that you were giving a lot of hate on last podcast, TJ McConnell. Still, no hate. Uh, yes, it was. <laughs> Okay. okay, it, it was him. mild hate. Um, was, he's he's going to be what he was and what he should be in the NBA, which is a bench player. Gives you effort off the bench for 5, 10, 15 minutes a night if needed. Can start if someone's injured. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to have him on a team, just not as a starter. Yeah, I I, I say that I'm not sure. I They have younger depth at the point guard position with Tyrese Halliburton and Andrew Nemhard, so I don't know if he's going to get a lot of consistent playing time. He'll definitely be their first guard in the rotation if there's an injury, though. 
Another process sixer is Robert Covington, who saw career lows in minutes since like his rookie year. So, well, he's still with the Clippers. What happens? Does he get traded? Does he sit on the bench or does he play? What what happens to him? Well, I did, I wasn't thinking about the the traded piece, but I think that's probably most likely. Honestly, I, I think he kind of fell out of the rotation and he was very inconsistent there when they were playing him. Um, like they were playing him inconsistently. Uh, I just think he's probably best served with the change of scenery. Mm-hmm. And I, for this player, I wrote, I, waving Isaiah Joe might have been one of the biggest mistakes by the Sixers last preseason. I still hold by that. Isaiah Joe, he's honestly, the, the Thunder have really heavy young depth. And it's unknown. Like, he was a part of the rotation last year, but they're healthier now. Is he going to be a part of the rotation this year? I don't know. You might not even make the roster cut because they, they got to cut some guys. Dude, I couldn't agree with you more. I could not believe that they just cut him out right. He's got some talent. He's got great, like, he's great shooting ability. I mean, that, and he was super young. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. Next one, like Joe, Charles Bassey was also waived last preseason. So he was actually yeah. starting to show off a little bit with the Spurs, and then he had the season-ending uh, injury. So what do you think happens to him this year? Is he the primary backup center, or is he the third stringer? For the Spurs, right? Yeah, for the Spurs. Their starting center is Zach Collins. And I think they got yeah, one other – I think they have Kem Birch as also on the roster. Yeah, I think he I think he starts the season as the third, but that doesn't mean he can't get up to the second. I, I okay. think they're going to play a lot of players because they're young and they just want to see what they can offer. Okay. Okay. We're done with that section. We're going to go on to the key reserves now, guys that we know will be coming off the bench. Okay. And, uh, you know, the best spark plug to come off the bench during the Joel Embiid era, Alec Burks. He's on the Pistons still. So, But new head coach, Monty Williams. What are your thoughts? I don't know, man, because the Pistons are trying to go young. Uh, but they also have re- a, a head coach that likes his veterans. Yeah, so maybe he'll get some playing time, and, and maybe he can help them on the floor develop a bit. I, you and I both said they like we had them not in a great position in the East, but there could be a dark horse. So mm-hmm. I guess he'll get some playing time. Mm-hmm. Not the only Chicago Bull on this list, but we're going to go with Andre Drummond, best backup to Joel Embiid in, in French. And during Joel Embiid's tenure, I will hold on to that as much as I like Paul Reed. That's fine. I think yeah. I, I could see him getting moved too, depending on what they do. I mean, no one knows that's, what Chicago's doing. I don't even shit. think Chicago knows. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, I look. He's going to be the backup if they if they don't trade him. There's nobody on that roster that's going to take minutes from him. And we lost Bang Bang Niang this past offseason to the Cavaliers. <laughs> he's going to be coming off the bench there. Any thoughts there? Uh no. I mean, I think it's a good fit. He got his money. Good for him. You know, there are very few players that had the chemistry with Joel Embiid as Seth Curry did. So he won instead of coming back to Philly this offseason, like I think we hoped he would. He went to Dallas instead. Any thoughts there? Oh, yeah. Honestly, would have loved to have him back. I, that's an interesting dynamic because you got Kyrie who's a shoot-first point guard. Seth can play with, like, shoot-first guards, but I think because you kind of want him to get some volume up, I guess we're going to have to see. And Luka shoots a lot too, but, he, yeah, he'll probably come off the bench. He, play, he played, he get played his good shots. with Luka when he was there last. He played good with Luka last time that he was there. Okay. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think that's a great pickup. And, yeah, kind of upset he didn't come yeah. uh, with us. Former process sixer Christian Wood. Late uh, pre uh, offseason acquisition of the Los Angeles Lakers. What I was almost tempted to put him into the unknown role, but I, I do feel like he's going to be a primary backup. Yeah, no, I think he is. I think that he wouldn't have got to LA without LeBron's sign off. And not saying that that means he's going to be a great thing, but people question his effort and how much he wants to play. And obviously, if LeBron thinks that he's looking good, then yeah, I think he's going to get some time. He seems like he'll fit well alongside LeBron. You know, sometimes the Sixers give up on players too soon, and it feels like that's what happened with Hayward Highsmith, who's now a bench rotation guy for the Miami Heat, who's primed to have even a bigger role this season. So what do you got? What do you think of uh, Highsmith? Yeah, well, that's especially if they don't go out and get Harden or try and get another guard. But um yeah, I think he's, again, Sixers seem to give up on some young talent too soon, and I think he'll give him some good stuff off the bench. He did last year at times. Mm-hmm. He's not the only player on in this tier that fits that category of gave up on too soon. Uh, but one player that they did not give up on too soon is Josh Richardson, and he, <laughs> he went back to Miami, and he figures to be a key bench guy there. Yeah, I think he is what he is. I don't think he's a great – starter which he was for us um he's kind of old right is he getting into 30s he might be pushing 30 yeah i think yeah i think they're just trying to bolster their bench i could see him getting some good minutes i think he still has that ability to like go off one game two games you know Who, who knows if he gets the opportunity but not not expecting too much yeah, look, I mean, he had his best years of his career with the Heat, so I, you know, he might, Eric Spolstra might be able to tap back into that for him. Now, here's the one that I'm going to be watching for: Shake Milton. <laughs> I think Man. Shake Milton, if Mike Conley takes too far of a step back because he's like 36, he could become the starter. And I recently yeah, heard you said that you thought uh, he was going to be the starter. Yeah. Yeah, and I recently heard in a Brian Windhorse podcast, I forgot which one of the people in the Hoop Collective said it, but Anthony Davis, uh, Anthony Edwards was raving about Shake Milton's skill set. And honestly, it is a perfect fit with him and Shake in a backcourt because Shake can play on the ball and off the ball. Dude, are we surprised? Like, yeah, this is frustrating. You're right. Maybe but he does I, get I the opportunity to start. Yeah. Yeah, but I think at the beginning of the year, he'll be coming off the bench. Yeah, likely coming off the bench to start the year. But if the, maybe he can get his shot here because he never really got too much of a shot. I mean, a little bit. He had this huge stretch when Ben Simmons was hurt. But I don't think we were ever really committed to him. And obviously, that's seen by mm-hmm. money. But yeah, man. Hope I mean, the they best. didn't pay him that much. We could have paid that if we wanted to. Yes. So now we're going to look at... Former editor and producer Uriah's favorite player, Matisse Leibel. He was a restricted free agent this past offseason, signed with the Dallas Mavericks, but then the Portland Trail Blazers matched that offer sheet. He's 26 years old. He's going to be on a rebuilding team. He's probably going to be like one of the first guards off the bench, but is he going to get traded? Dude, I don't think so. I mean, I think he, he will. Kind of- uh, he's we 26 disagree years here. old. He's 26 years old. That is sneaky old. I thought he was younger. I guess he played a lot longer in college. But well, yeah, he played. Just years. think about that defense with with Williams and Aiton and Matisse. Like that's 
if, I, if I know they're Biden. rebuilding. I know they're rebuilding, but this is kind of my team of like, I'm just interested to see what they look like. Because you got two young guards with Sharp and Scoot, and then you got two I'm bigs good at defense. By the way, they're not starting. Yeah. Robert Williams is coming off the bench. It does not. It's not. He can't start next to Aiden because of the lack of floor spacing. Okay, but. that's fair. But yeah, I just think like some good defensive lineups, some good young talent. I don't think yeah. they're going to do anything great, but they could beat some teams. I think they could be. Uh, I don't think they might not be as bad as we think they are. Yeah, and they probably will end up. And I forgot that to talk about this when we were on the Sixers perspective. But I'm going to pause this real quick and tell you this. If I'm the Sixers, if you can get a little bit more and make it like a three-team trade, I try to get Malcolm Brogdon for James Harden. Just Dude, hear I me just out. Haven't, wait, hold on. Okay, go ahead. Because before he was the sixth man of the year with the Celtics, the year before, granted he struggled with health, but he averaged 22-11 and 11 for the Pacers the year before. That's pretty much what James Harden averaged. And he's a pretty he's a better shooter. So, yeah, okay. But what I'm my pushback is to it a little bit. I was kind of shocked when I read the details of the trade. Yeah, I should have brought this up earlier too. I'm shocked that he was in the trade. Like wasn't he nixed in a trade for failing a physical and everyone no, knows no, no, that no, no, so no. Portland... it, wasn't, it wasn't failing a physical they got his medical reports and they decided they didn't want him okay there's well a... essentially there's a serious concern for one yeah. team and everyone mm-hmm. else understands that Why, like i don't understand how portland's just like all right cool so yeah maybe they're open to trading him again but i don't know i'd be curious about that knee there's i, I am wrong. too i'm not saying that i'm not but if the knee's okay I'd do it. Yeah. Okay. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. So, anyway, getting back to the article now. Back to our normal programming. Do you remember last year, I was very high on one player that they signed to a two-way contract during the summer, right after the draft? Oh. Who was it? Julian Champagne. Yes. Now, he didn't play play well for the Sixers, and I kind of got off that bandwagon. And they waived him eventually, and he signed a two-way deal with the San Antonio Spurs, balled out the last couple games of the regular season, looked great in summer league. He's on a regular contract now, and I think he's going to be in their rotation this year. Okay. What do you think of it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he is. I think – I just think – I guess we'll have to see how he develops. I just think that there's kind of been a reason he hasn't really gotten that shot of, like, consistent – seeing playing time for a team so i don't expect too much out of him but i appreciate your hope for him i i do have hope i i i've invested in him i i've taken out a small lean on champagne island <laughs> um that being said going, there's got to be a lot of there has to be a lot of real estate for that i'm yeah yeah there is but <laughs> going back to thibel we're not talking about thibel but the guy that the Sixers traded him for Jalen mcdaniels who they let walk in free agency to the toronto raptors i wasn't sure if he was going to be in the main rotation but I, I you know at the same time he might i don't know what do you think i mean i don't think he's going to be in the main rotation so i don't you know think i think i should it's... have had him in the last year okay no i it's kind of just like it seems like for a lot of these players in this category it's it's very team dependent. If the team's not doing well, the coaches are going to give him a shot and see what they can do. But I don't expect him like based on 
from last year to be able to like, be contributing. So maybe, yeah, maybe the last year. Okay. Well, the last player in this tier is one of my former favorites, Landry Shamit, a.k.a. the next coming of J.J. Redick, which has failed to come into prophecy as of yet. But he's going to be on the Rebuilding Wizards, expected to get playing time. He's 20, I think he's also like 26 years old or around that age. He could be a solid rotation player for a, a playoff team if he gets traded. But I suspect he will be getting lot, plenty of minutes early on in Washington. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're, uh, he'll probably play, a side long, play alongside Poole. And he's knocked down bucket. I, I, I was kind of disappointed when we got rid of him early on. Mm-hmm. Another, another trend of Sixers maybe giving up too young. But yeah, he should get some good time in Washington. Yeah, for sure. All right, now we're on to the starters slash stars. First one right. brings back some horrific trade memories. Nikola Vucevic, part of the Dwight Howard-Andrew Bynum trade. Played for the Sixers yeah. back in, in during his rookie year. He's now the starting center for the Chicago Bulls. He, they just paid him a nice little contract this past summer. Anything you want to add to him? No, I think we talked about that pretty substantially, or at least in a little in detail. I just thought that they're doubling down on an investment mm-hmm. so they don't like they're, look like they're doing anything. Honestly, there's some bad teams, as we've said, Wizards, Charlotte, who knows. I think I'd hate to be a Bulls fan, man. I, I have no you. clue. No clue. I agree. So back when the uh, the Sixers thought that they had the making of a big three when they drafted Markel Bulls, <laughs> and that did not happen here. So, but now he's kind of reclaimed his career in small chunks with the Orlando Magic as their starting point guard. Do you think he continues to stay their starting point guard this season, or what do you think happens? I do, and I think I don't expect him to like level up too much. But he found a good like spot. He needed a change of scenery, and he, and he's a consistent starter in the league, which good for him. Honestly, I think that uh, I'm happy for him, and, and yeah, I expect pretty similar to last year. So a couple weeks ago, Mark Spears wrote an article about an interview that he had with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons stated that he feels like he's back to his all-star form and that he's going to be the starting point guard for the Nets. So do you want to rehash that real quick? Your thoughts on that? I think my thoughts are pretty clear. I, uh, yeah, I mean, he probably is a starting point guard, but, uh, zero expectation. I, I expect it to kind of uh, fail. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. So one of the other gems of the process was Jeremy Grant, but it wasn't realized how good he was until he left Philly. Now the Blazers overpaid him to try to keep Dame happy. That did not work. He's in his early 30s. You think he gets traded on that massive contract, which kind of reminds me of Tobias Harris level overpay. So... Dude, what do you think? You're happened? speaking that you're you're speaking such facts. That is such an overpayment. And I absolutely think they want to trade him. I just don't know how you trade him when you just paid him all that money. So no clue what's well, gonna happen. Question, I think they're question. gonna Did you trade to buy Sarah's for him? Uh, Money's I mean, yeah, up. probably probably just because of oh well, actually I don't know. I was gonna say probably because he has more years, but I don't think we want to have a player that has more years. Uh starting a five year deal. <laughs> Yeah, I don't love that because we got to pay Maxi, and you still want to keep those two spots open. I don't think I would do it. They yeah. want to roll what off. What if you could get contracts. off James Harden? What if you could get off of James Harden? 
No, I, I mean, I still think that's the expectation. It's like Harden and Tobias roll off. So, um, no, I don't really want to sign a forward that's like pretty good for five years to that contract. I don't want that. Do you? No. And, of course, okay. we just talked a whole bunch about Drew Holiday. We don't need to really rehash that painful memory here. No, that's just tough. That's real tough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's even tougher seeing Jimmy Butler leaving free agency in a sign of oh, trade. Oh, man. I forgot. I, I was like, how many more? Um, yeah, that was – that might be the most painful because mm-hmm. it just – it was that it was that stretch of – we traded for both of those guys at the trade deadline. Looked really good. Super high hopes. Ball bounces on rim five times. We lose in game seven. And Bede cries. Jimmy leaves. Like, yeah. brutal. Brutal. And um, just imagine if Jimmy was on our team. I'm pretty sure we would have won a title because he got to the finals twice. Yeah, so with a that, much worse team. Yeah. So, on that note, we're done. That's it. We hit them all? We hit them all. All 32. That's impressive, man. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, we appreciate you listening. We hope we didn't bring your hopes down too much. We are in October, so we have real live basketball starting this month. Unfortunately, Drew Holiday is a Boston Celtic, and that is just a fact. But we appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. We will continue to bring you all the news, insight, opinions on all the Sixers drama. We're sure we will. I'm sure we will have with Media Day, um, and continue to read all our articles. Obviously, there's going to be some really good stuff at the beginning of the season coming up, and we are quickly approaching on our 300th episode. So again, thanks to all the listeners, and until next time, go Sixers. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.